The Selfish Path to Romance. Download Chapter 1 for free at drkenner.com. Linda, you're having some difficulty with your adult stepdaughter? I am. She is my stepdaughter, and but, but her father and I are on complete agreement or bewilderment as to what to do. Yeah. She is 35 years old. I've been in her life since she was five. So oh, my gosh. So it's a little different with. than a, a more recent marriage. Yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and she has two kids, and she's divorced. Okay. And remarried now, um, as of very recently. Yeah. She has a habit of making poor decisions, and she is in denial a lot. She, she has, seems to struggle with confronting things she sees as conflicts. Okay. From the littlest things, like I've been doing some reading on pathological lying, you know, uh-huh. because she lies all the time about some things that matter and some things that doesn't. I don't think she does it in a manipulative, mean-spirited way, but she just doesn't know how else yeah. she thinks she's disappointing you. Or So you're giving her the benefit of the doubt. She's more concerned about your feelings than she is about fact. Right. But she, and I th- and it's not just with us, it's with her other parents, it's with her husband, I'm sure, mm-hmm. it's with work. Um, yeah. And it's, so she's 35, so you'd think we wouldn't have to deal with this stuff anymore, but she's constantly getting herself into financial trouble. Okay. So, and we've bailed her out several times and many times over the years and always with the, you know, we're always trying to help her. Mm-hmm. So we don't have to do this for the rest of her life, but she's either unwilling or incapable to do so. And just for instance, she got her car repossessed a year ago, calls me crying. Yeah. And then two months later, her then boyfriend bought a car in his name for her, brand new. Yeah. After she just got one repossessed. Yeah. So we are, we're done telling her how to try to help her with her finances because she's, she's just not listening. Yeah. So how do we just get out of this? How, I don't think we can help her. We've tried. I'm open to suggestions. But I, I, it's hard when she calls and she, she says, I'm about to be evicted. And her husband thinks she paid the rent that month. And she didn't. And I have two grandkids that are going to be out on the streets. Okay. So, what do you so do I with that? see the problem because in a way, I mean, she's not... She's totally culpable. She's definitely guilty. And the problem is she's using the grandkids or your love of them or your care. You, I'm assuming you care for them. That they, that they you. How sure. old are they? One is six and one is three months. Okay, so the real young ones. So you don't want to see them out on the street. If she's not listening, it does sound like you need to sit down and have a conversation. I'm sure you've had a few with her before. Many, many, many. many. So uh, she knows that even though you have a conversation, when push comes to shove, she can shove you. <laughs> she can, uh-huh. she can win. So if you give her a heads up in advance, saying, "I know you've called many, many times, and it must be a little hard for you to do that. I know you've had financial problems, and my guess is that you're aware that we're burning out. That we can't." keep doing this. We don't want to keep doing this and we don't think it's helping. We want to let you know that the next time you call, you don't even need to because it will be a no. We won't be helping out anymore. So we just want to let you know that in advance. So if there are difficulties that you make better decisions, you know, it's obviously your choice. So you can do something along those lines where you're giving her a heads up on the fact that you don't plan to help her out next time. Mm-hmm. Or you could ask her, what have you tried that's, oh, I guess nothing, has anything worked at all? 
Hey, I got to interrupt this because we've got to pay some bills. 30 seconds, that's it. A very quick ad, and then Alan will be back. Romance. I wish I knew more about what girls want from a relationship. Boy, I wish I knew more about what I want. Where's that ad I saw? Here it is. The Selfish Path to Romance, a serious romance guidebook. Download Chapter 1 for free at SelfishRomance.com and buy it at Amazon.com. Huh. The Selfish Path to Romance. That is interesting. Or you could ask her, what have you tried that's, oh, I guess nothing, has anything worked at all? No, not really. I mean, but intermittently things seem, and then we say, oh, we haven't heard from her like when she was married the first time. Yeah. I think the dual income, and, and it seemed, we didn't hear from them. So during that period, so I think things were okay. And then we have told her we're not going to help her. And the last time, about six months ago, we, we gave her that ultimatum already. Yeah. And then she came up, that's when she called and said, uh, the sheriff's at my door, and they're going to be kicked down the street if I don't have this money today. Yeah. So we caved, and but we've since told her that we're not caving next time. But I, I just, I don't know if there's anything else we can do or, because again. I think it's you, go ahead. I think I'm just, then if, if we didn't have two grandkids, they're old, they can, you know, survive. But if they right, go on the street, right. they go on the streets. They'd find some way to right. make it work. But with the kids. Well, you could have a plan with your husband that, um, that if something goes wrong with them, would you be willing to help out taking the kids? I mean, that's a huge lifestyle change for you. We, can't, we couldn't do it. Our you jobs couldn't. don't allow for that. Okay. So um, partly she needs to take responsibility for her, herself. Was she always this way because she's been with you since you, she was five years old? Um. Well, she didn't live with us, but I've been in her life then. She lived with her mom a lot. But oh, okay. She was always an avoider, um, and she was a really late, late bloomer. So and when other parents were having issues with their ki- teenage kids, she was fine. It was, we sailed through, and, and yeah. then uh, everything hit the fan when she was like 20. Yeah. So, and since then, it has been a very rocky road, and not, and not telling us things. Like, for instance, she got married in January, didn't even tell us. Yeah. Okay, so she's been secretive. I think that you need to protect yourself. Uh, I think that she needs to suffer the consequences of her action, and if she gets tossed out, she gets tossed out. What typically happens with parents is that you think, oh my gosh, could I have done something something different in her youth? I feel guilty. Maybe I am responsible, or I want to save her. I've always played the role of saving her. And mm-hmm. that will get you into the same cycle again, and that's what you're trying to break out of. So it's sometimes, I know for me, I've been in situations where somebody finally... Uh, um, they finally broke their chances with me. They, I got it. I got their number. I wasn't playing the same game anymore, and I was able to stop. Mm-hmm. And that's very hard to do. So sometimes it's very hard to reach that point of commitment. But I think that's a conversation to have with your husband and figuring out um, and to let her know in advance that you're you're quite serious this time, and maybe there are other people she can rely on or call. I mean, she's got a mother around, um, but I think that she needs to learn responsibility. 
Well, I will give it a whirl. Okay. Thank you so much for your interest. Thanks, Linda. And here's a little more from Dr. Kenner. I'm sorry. I'm just getting fed up with this nonsense. I'm forgetting names all the time. You know, last week, twice, I forgot where I parked my car. Join the club, pal. You're getting older. (laughs) Oh, well, of course I'm getting older. We're all getting older. But I'm, I'm not that old. And are you struggling with that? Are you worrying, oh, my God, my mother had Alzheimer's and my father had dementia. What if what if it's starting for me? What do I do? And then the worry sets in. Because you can't just have a thought, what if I have dementia? What if I have Alzheimer's? And, not, and say, oh, well, who cares? I'm going to have a happy day. You get very anxious and you start noticing all the times you forget. And you make a big deal about it in your mind. Now, as a clinical psychologist, I had so many people come into my office when I was younger and when I was younger and saying to me, oh, my God, I feel like I may be getting Alzheimer's because I forgot my keys. I didn't know where the car was. I'm forgetting people's names. I didn't know whether I locked the house or not. And I actually did. I had to go back and check it. And so many people torturing themselves, and it wasn't just normal aging, they just, it was an anxiety disorder that I promised myself that normal forgetting happens, that normal aging happens, and that unless I have enough signs to warrant that it might be the beginning of Alzheimer's or dementia, I am not going to stress out after normal forgetting. And I also reminded myself that I've been forgetful my whole life. Everybody has. I can remember a time when I drove home from graduate school and I got all the way home waiting to greet my two little young kids at the door and I saw my husband there and I said, did you get the kids? And he said, no, it was your day to pick them up. (laughs) I looked and I said, oh my God, I didn't pick up the kids. Now that's huge forgetfulness because the kids are 35 minutes away and the school was waiting for me to pick them up. Anyway, we all have moments like that. And unless you have grounds for genuine concern and unless your doctor, when you tell them the incidents of that you're you've been forgetting things unless your doctor says something like, oh my God, I want to send you for some testing. Your doctor probably wouldn't say, oh my God. Then you can just look at it as normal forgetfulness. For more Dr. Kenner podcast, go to drkenner.com and please listen to this ad. Here's an excerpt from The Selfish Path to Romance, the serious romance guidebook by Drs. Kenner and Locke. If you and your partner do not like exactly the same methods or techniques of intimacy, you can informally take turns doing the things each partner most prefers so that each partner is assured of enjoying pleasure. Taking turns should be done with goodwill not with resentment. Resentment results when you or your partner thinks my desires are important and good, but yours are trivial and stupid. And while it's benevolent and loving to fulfill your partner's desires, there may be certain techniques or acts that one partner strongly dislikes. In some cases, a loved one may learn to like something he or she did not like at first, but this is not true in all cases. If your partner strongly dislikes some activity, you need to fully respect your partner's right to say no. Download Chapter 1 for free by going to drkenner.com and you can buy the book at amazon.com.